Welcome, dear listener, wherever you are at the moment. Welcome to Faith FM, Positively Different. This is Fabiano Nyonguru with the Drive Time Program. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, contemporary religion, and the Bible. We are looking at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy on this program. Our theme for this week is the Bible and end time events. Dear listener, I'd like to invite you to a prayer as we open our discussion for uh, this, uh, this afternoon. Let us pray. Heavenly, most precious Father, Lord, we are thankful and grateful for this wonderful privilege to be able to hear from your word. Lord, it is truly a blessing to have your word. Uh, your word is like a compass or a GPS that leads us to truth and to life eternal. Father, we pray that Jesus and him crucified, that he will be exalted, that that will be the theme in our study today. Lord, I pray for those who are listening. I pray that um, you would give them spiritual understanding. And I pray that the words of which we will hear today, that there will be spiritual words which can transform lives. And Father, I pray that you would help us, uh, the, the, the panel here, as well as those who are listening, to actually be willing to allow Jesus to transform our lives. Lead us and guide us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A lot of people are asking important questions, such as, what hope is there for, a world, for, for world peace? Let me repeat. A lot of people are asking questions such as, what hope is there for world peace? Is global peace a dream? What will be the solution to the current political climate, pandemics, international and racial conflicts, and even religious tensions? These are some of the questions of which we are wrestling with in our world today. Now, the question, of course, for this program, for tonight's program, would be, can we have a thousand year or a thousand years of peace. That is the question. I am Fabiano, a minister to the Meros Park, as well as Sinai Seventh-day Adventist churches here in South Australia. And I have with me Helen Gray. Welcome, Helen. Thank you. Delight to be here. Wonderful. Helen is a good friend of mine, and we have journeyed together through these studies actually now for quite some time. And uh, if you have been following, I am pretty sure you were moved and, and touched by what Helen has been sharing with us. Helen is a faithful student of the Bible, and uh, tonight we are privileged actually to have her on the panel. She is going to help us understand uh, what the Bible has to say about uh, uh, something called a millennium which is a fancy word for a thousand years of peace. And so, Helen, let me quickly ask you, can we have a thousand years of peace? Oh, wouldn't that be just so joyful? Exactly, Can yes. you just imagine that? Mm -hmm. A thousand years of peace. It, it, and my yeah, answer to that yeah. is, according to Scripture, mm -hmm. yes. 
Wonderful. But it won't be just a case of sitting around doing nothing. There will be things that will be going on. Okay. But the word um, millennium, I don't believe that's actually in Scripture. No. But it no. does in Revelation 20, definitely talks about a, a thousand, thousand years. years. All right. The word millennium came from a Latin word. Latin word, um, okay. Originally, and yes. that Latin word stood for a thousand. All right. Well, some people believe today that a thousand years has already begun. And some believe that it is coming. And there are those who actually say, you know what, it is, a, it, it is just a, uh, um, a symbol of something else of which the Bible is trying to uh, communicate to us. Of, obviously, there are people uh, w- within Christendom, there are various of views when it comes to this topic. And, and, and today we are going to allow the Bible to speak for itself, isn't it, Helen? Absolutely. That's right. But um, I would like to, um, once again, from the get-go, uh, just um, yeah, speak to our, our, our listener, uh, especially in the context of the world in which we are living in today, a world full of fear, and there are many things which are happening. And I would just like to say that we do have a book which we are giving for free, a little book, a beautiful book written by Dr. Darren Morton. And it is a book called Live More Happy. Wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like to live more happy, Helen? Oh, it's a great book. That's right. I, I've read it. Yes. And I've managed to share it with quite a number of people. Oh, and praise God. Uh, each person mm-hmm. has been very grateful that yeah, they've taken yeah. the time to read it. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. thoroughly recommend it. That's right. And for those who might be wondering, Dr. Darren is actually a fellow of the Australasian uh, Society of Lifestyle Medicine and, di- and director of the Lifestyle and Health Research Center at Avondale University College in Coorumbong, New, so- New South Wales, in Australia. So a very uh, a wonderful book which we're giving out. Now, you might be wondering how you can get a copy for yourself. Once again, we are giving it out for free for those who would call or text 0401-305-077. I'll repeat, 0401-305-077. And once again, if you live in South Australia, we can actually post this to you for free. So why don't you call in and... uh, and get uh, a free copy for yourself. Once again, we are here at uh, Faith FM with a draft time uh, program, uh, wrestling with the big questions uh, 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 of the Bible. And our question for today is, can we have a thousand years of peace? Now, Helen, you say, you, you, you say that the Bible uh, uh, promises a thousand years. Well, let me maybe ask this question first of all. Who alone can actually bring true peace in this world, according to the Bible? There is only one, Mm -hmm. and I believe that one is talked about in Isaiah 9, verse 6. Okay. And and I'm sure that a lot of us have actually heard this. Some people may not have, but let me just share it. Uh It says, For unto us... A child is born. Mm-hmm. Unto us a son is given. I feel like singing Handel's Messiah. <laughs> All right, yes, yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. And the government uh, will right. be upon uh-huh. his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And his name will be called Wonderful, Wonderful. Yes. Counselor, mm-hmm. Mighty God, Everlasting, Everlasting Father, Father, Prince of Peace. Wow. 
Beautiful. You know, it is lovely. You know, there is no human leader or peace agency that can bring about lasting world peace. No, not at all. But through the Bible prophecy, the final mm-hmm. scenes of planet Earth are images of upheaval okay. and global stress. And so we sit back and we think, well, how could we possibly have peace? Mm-hmm. But only mm-hmm. Jesus can bring it to this world. Ah, praise God. So only Jesus can bring peace to this world. Now, question, another question. How long will the uh, saved reign in uh, uh, in peace with Christ when these uh, thousands thousands of years are actually ushered in? Well, I believe, actually, let me just promote okay. Revelation 20. All right. May I make a recommendation that, listener, that you take time to go and study right. the whole chapter of Revelation 20. This prophecy is extremely important, okay. and it does answer the big question. And Revelation is the last book of the Bible, the isn't it? The last book okay. of the Bible, and it's, right. uh, it's a revealing of Jesus, really. That's right. But That's let right. me get back to what you just said. In Revelation 24, it answers, it says, Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. Mm-hmm. And I I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus mm-hmm. and, for compla- and for proclaiming the word of God. Mm. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their forehead or their hands. Mm-hmm. And they all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a, a thousand, thousand years. years. Well, right. that's very, very clear, isn't that's it? Right. That's it right. It also goes on to say that's the first resurrection, but we'll probably talk about that shortly. Oh, yes, we will. Yes. <laughs> we will. No, thank you. Well, the word millennium, as Helen has mentioned once again uh, it is not found anywhere in the Bible but it is a it is a term that uh, theologians use and uh, it comes from two Latin words mili which means 1000 and anus which means a year so the word is simply means 1000 years and the millennium can be likened to a thousand year honeymoon in heaven between Christ and his bride the church that is beautiful thanks thanks Helen now how can he how how many resurrections uh, did Jesus say would actually occur? Before I get on to that, let me just make a statement that yes. we will find that with the thousand years, and we'll find it through through our study okay. this evening, yeah. that God's people, his church, living and ruling with Christ for yes. that thousand years. Living and ruling living with and Christ. Ruling. Okay. Just remember those words okay. as we go Wonderful. through. Mm-hmm. Your question was, how many yes. resurrections did Jesus say yes. would occur? Yes. Have you got your scripture with you? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, would you like to read for us then John five twenty eight and 29? All right. Please. John 5, 28 and 29. John 5, 28 and 29, it reads, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Hmm. Okay, so here we've got that Jesus is virtually saying there are two resurrections. Okay. Okay, the resurrection of the good All right. and the resurrection, resurrection of, of the, the evil. evil. Right. And we will see that the two resurrections, a bit like bookends. Yes. You know, I've got bookends at home, yeah. and they separate the beginning mm-hmm. and the end. That's right. And here we've got them separating the beginning and the end of the thousand-year millennium. All right. So the resurrection of the good begins the thousand years, yeah. and the other end, the other bookend, the resurrection uh-huh. of the evil ends the one thousand years. That's right. Years. Interesting. L- let me maybe share this imagery with our listener. Uh, hopefully this is going to help us remember what Helen just shared with us. If you can think of 
uh, a sandwich. <laughs> okay, I use bookends. You use right. a sandwich. <laughs> yes. Well, I just thought I'd throw in another image. Uh-huh. You know, a sandwich. You have the first resurrection being the top layer, the second resur- resurrection being the bottom layer, and then in the middle you have the good stuff there, which is the thousand years of peace, with uh, of which um, the saints or those who have believed in, trusted, and are saved through Jesus will reign with him in, uh, uh, in, in, in heaven. Thank you so much, Helen, for sharing that with us. Now, the next question is, when do the thousand years of peace begin? Well, I'd like to take us back to Revelation 20 again yes. mm-hmm. and looking at verse 6, mm-hmm. and it says here, and in case you're wondering, my version is different. Okay. Um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. That is good. Okay. That is and, good. And mm-hmm. so what we're doing is Revelation 20, verse 6, and that it says, right. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. Mm. For them the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Wonderful. So the thousand years begins, as we said, the first resurrection. That's your top part of your sandwich. (laughs) Okay. And clearly that's the resurrection of the righteous. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And only those who are part in that resurrection will receive eternal life. So which resurrection do you want to be in? In the first. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Okay. And uh, when does the first resurrection then occur? All right. Well, we can flip over to 1 Thessalonians, another book in the Bible in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at chapter 4. Yes. And I'm reading 15 to 17. Wonderful. And and it's a beautiful text. In fact, I love it from – is yours the King James? Mine is a New King James. The New King James. Well, it's fairly close. Okay. Yeah. I'll read it in mine. No problem. If you don't mind then sharing. Okay. Right, four fifteen and 17. Mm-hmm. It says, we tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. Yes. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. First, mm. the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Wonderful. Wonderful. And it does go on to mm-hmm. verse 17. It says, yes. then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Forever. Is, is it much different to yours? Not different. Um, the meaning is still the same. It's just mm-hmm. maybe you know a few words here and there uh, are, are different. But um, yeah, yeah. But I think what I get uh, get from this once again, uh, you know, it, it does say that the Lord Himself will descend. Yes. From heaven with a shout and with a voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. You know yeah. what I love about yeah. that? Yeah. My mum and I, my mum died when she was 87, my mm. biological mum. Mm. And we used to talk about when the Lord was coming. She gave her heart to the Lord mm. and praise God for that. That's so we had a really blessed time at the end. Right. And when she found out that she had bowel cancer and, and that she wasn't going to make it, she wanted to be alive when the Lord came. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm, I guess, you know, I'll miss all that. And I said, Mom, you won't miss it. Mm. I said, as a matter of fact, you're going up ahead of me. Wow. And she said, what do you mean? And I read this very text to her that the mm. dead in Christ will rise first. Right. I said, but don't think that you're going to run into heaven ahead of me. I said, I'm going <laughs> to catch up. <laughs> that, I guess that's where verse 17 comes because it says, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to Absolutely. meet him in the air. Wonderful. Isn't that, that is good beautiful. news? Yeah. So, 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 so there, there, there's no one running ahead. We are all yes. going up together, yes. and Jesus will not touch this earth 
we will actually meet him in the air. What a wow. great day that will be. Wow. It, it, it's going to be quite a sight. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 No, that's beautiful. Now, okay. That, that's good. Now, Helen, I've also got this, uh, this next question. Uh, Can I just jump in there, though? Yes. Can you see anywhere in that text we've just read that there is a secret rapture? No, no. Because some people believe there That's is right. going to be secret rapture. And I think right. 1 Thessalonians 4:15 to 17 clears that whole question up. That's How right. can it possibly be secret mm-hmm. when himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, the voice <laughs> of an archangel, the trumpet call of God? I mean, it's not going to be quiet. No. I mean, it's why would you bring an orchestra if you want to come <laughs> in, you know? That's exactly right. <laughs> but, but, you know, as I picture this, I can see the clouds rolling to begin with and can see the, you know, the clouds brightening up and I hear the music and the, maybe there's the voice, awake, awake. Yeah. That is definitely no secret. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It takes place at a literal physical return That's of Jesus right. and his That's angels. Right. Praise right. God for Amen. that. Amen. And the interesting thing, you just said, um, shouting awake, awake. Yes, yes. When he, he brought Lazarus from the dead, mm. did you notice? He mentioned Lazarus come forth Yes yes. He didn't say come down He didn't say come up He said come forth But he said his name That's right Because if he had have just said come forth You know what would have happened? What would have happened? The graves, like it will be at the end, oh, would all open. Right. Oh, that's he a, that's specified, yeah, he specified yeah. Lazarus. That's right. But when he comes, right. wow. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good observation. Thank you. Uh, so what will happen to the unrighteous at the second coming then? So we have heard about the righteous being in the first resurrection and those who are alive, you know, uh, yes. uh, having that reunion and meeting Jesus. But what happens to the unrighteous at the second coming? Well, I've got down here 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 8. Would you like to share that with us? Oh, yes. Two, second Thessalonians? Yes. Uh, uh, the chapter 2 verse Yes, eight. second chapter verse 8. It says, uh, the Lord will... Uh, let, let me read it contextually. Second Thessalonians uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.8. And it says, And then the lawless one... Is that right? Yep. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. All right. So, so it sounds like here the lawless one, uh, including the, 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 um, uh, the wicked, uh, will be consumed with the brightness of his coming. Interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, does this mean the first and the second resurrection would not occur at the same time, just for clarity's sake? I believe not. Not. Okay. I believe, like we talked about the sandwich and like yes. we talked about the bookends, That's right. the start of it will be the raising of the righteous. That's right. And the final one will be the raising of the dead. You know, when Jesus returns, those people who have chosen a life apart from God, right. sadly, will be destroyed by the brightness and purity of his coming. God gives us a free will. That's right. You know, if you're not happy with him here on this earth, how will you be happy spending eternity with him? And he won't force anybody. You know, when you think about the resurrection, just one angel came at the resurrection of Jesus. The guards were struck down like dead men. That's right. You know, and can you imagine the scene when Jesus, the Son of Man, comes in all his glory and all the angels with him. The wicked will literally drop (laughs) <laughs> Drop dead, Drop that's dead. it. <laughs> you know, like they've been struck by lightning. Yeah, and yeah. they will remain dead, mm-hmm. 
They will know nothing for that 1,000 years. years. It will be devastation to the whole earth. You know, the greatest earthquake in history. I've been in an earthquake. Fabiano, 7.4 on the Richter scale, and that was bad enough. But this one's going to be the greatest earthquake in history. Islands will vanish. Mountains will be flattened. Giant hailstones, you know, drop to the ground. Revelation 16, 18 to 21 tells me that. And those events will destroy the living wicked. The unrighteousness who are already dead will remain in their graves until the end of the thousand years. Revelation 20 Mm, verse 5. Yeah, and somewhere in in Scripture says the elements of this earth will melt. Melt with fervent heat. Yeah, and Revelation 25 also says, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. So, so, yeah, so Scripture is very clear, very, very clear. Uh, and um, so how does the prophet Jeremiah describe the destruction of the wicked at the second coming in Jeremiah 25, 33? Uh, well, let me can, just look that up. Yeah, <coughs> maybe you can help us with that one. Yeah, well, I b- would help if my fingers would turn very quickly. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's all right. Jeremiah in the Old Testament. No was, problem. He was known as a weeping prophet. Yeah, yeah. And, and while you're turning there, yes, you know, I I'd like to say that everyone who has rejected Christ... Uh, will be destroyed uh, by the brightness of his appearing. And I think what what will happen there, you have a righteous God and a a, a wicked person, you know, meeting face to face. And of course, those two cannot coexist. But but one thing, though, that you have uh, briefly shared there, which, uh, which I think is worth once again mentioning, is the fact that God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Amen. And I think this was emphasized yesterday with, with the panel, you know, with um, those who were leading out last night on this program. Um, God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. In fact, he, his calling is, turn, turn ye, why will you die? And, but, but, but of course, God cannot force us. You have shared that with us. And, 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 and because he cannot force us, he has to allow us, if we make that decision to reject him, to bear the consequences of that, which is uh, uh, a total separation from God, which is really uh, uh, death, yeah. e- eternal death. Yeah. Sadly, he is sadly. not willing for one to perish. That's right. That's <coughs> not right. one. That's right. And but when you read this section mm-hmm. in in Jeremiah, yes, um, it actually breaks my heart. Because we have a choice, and the Lord says now is the day of salvation. That's right. Now, that's right. to give your heart to him now. Mm. And when, when I read about what's happen, going to happen to the wicked, as I said, I just want to cry. Mm. Here in Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, he says in Jeremiah twenty five thirty three, In that day, those the Lord has slaughtered will fill the earth from one end to the other. No one will mourn for them or gather up their bodies to bury them. They will be scattered on the ground like manure. Wow, wow. You know, that that is just so, so sad. But the destruction of the planet will be complete. But it says nobody will mourn over the dead. How that is sad. sad. Is that? that is very There'll sad. There'll be no funerals. Mm. They will literally rot on the surface of the earth. Mm. You know, and I, I just I just want to cry because it doesn't have yeah. to be. No, That's no, the whole thing. It, there won't be one human being alive mm-hmm. on earth after the second coming. Mm-hmm. You know, one of um, Satan's cleverest deception, deceptions mm-hmm. is the concept of the second chance theory. Mm-hmm. Please, listener, do not be deceived. 
You know, many evangelical Christians believe in a second chance to repent after the rapture. This is not going to happen. Mm. You know, the Bible is very clear. He says when Jesus returns, the wicked are destroyed and there will be no further opportunities to repent. That's right. You know, every person now has that opportunity to accept the gift of salvation. Definitely. Their case is closed prior to the second coming. There is no second chance. I can't say that anymore apart from you know weeping into the phone that's right uh, into the microphone that's right there is no second chance my friend there is no middle ground there is no neutrality now is the time to get ready for jesus to come amen amen and with that helen i'll just ask uh maybe yeah three more questions and then we'll probably take a break so after the second coming where does christ take the righteous for the next one thousand years Okay, I'm just smiling because you are surely making me flip over into my Bible to where I think <laughs> right. we should have a look at. No problem, okay. no problem. Doing yeah. my head in today, yeah. I think. Here yeah. we go, John, mm-hmm. John 14. Mm-hmm. Now, just before we go into that, I hope we're all clear in what we've just done. Yes. Because I know sometimes we go through this very, very fast. Yes, the yes. millennium begins with the first resurrection. It occurs at the second coming of Jesus. Mm. Righteous dead will be raised from their graves. Mm-hmm. They meet Jesus along with the living righteous mm-hmm. in the air and all the wicked are destroyed at That's the right. time. The earth becomes completely desolate. desolate. Okay, so right. we've got mm-hmm. that. Yes, yes. Your question was, after the second coming, where does yes. Christ take the... Yeah. Righteous. Yeah, for the next 1,000 years. So okay. where are they going? All right. Well, I'm turning to John, mm-hmm. John chapter 14 and verse 2 and 3. It says, <laughs> I've got to read verse 1. Okay, okay. Oh. Yes, uh-huh. I've, got, I've got to read verse 1. Good. May good. I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room from in my father's home. If there was not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. Wow. You Wonderful. know... And he's virtually saying that where I am, there you may be also. Wow, isn't, isn't that just beautiful? Oh, it is. Absolutely yes, beautiful. Yes. You know, the popular view that Jesus would be ruling the world during the millennium from Jerusalem is not found in Bible prophecy. No, we don't read that from anywhere. No. That's right. The whole That's purpose right. of the second coming is to gather the righteous and take them all back to heaven to live with Jesus. Okay. You know, Jesus promised his followers that he was preparing a home for them in heaven. Sure. There's an old song we used to sing, a tent or a cottage, why should I care? They're building <laughs> a it. mansion for me over of course, there, of you know. Course. And, no, that's right. and he's saying, where I am, you may be also. That's very true. That's and that's true. why the righteous meet Jesus in the air, not on planet Earth. Yeah. So, so, so what will be the condition of the planet during that thousand years? Well, it's not going to be very good. If you'd like to flip over to Jeremiah 4. No yes, yes, Jeremiah 4. Would you like yes, to flip uh, to that one? Yes, yes, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're there. Jeremiah yes. 4, 23 yes. uh, to 26. Right. Let's have a read of that. Jeremiah 4, verse 23 to 26. Uh, to, to, to 26. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says, uh, sorry, one second. Yes, all right. It says, I beheld the earth, and indeed it was without form. And void, and the heavens they had no light. I beheld the mountains, and indeed they trembled, 
and all the hills moved back and forth. I beheld, and indeed there was no man, and all the birds of the earth, of the heavens had fled. I beheld, and indeed the fruitful land was a wilderness, and all its cities were broken down at the presence of the Lord by His fierce anger. Hmm. That's very interesting, isn't That's it? Right. That's right. You know that the earth would be without form and void. Where have we read that before? In Genesis. Yeah, yeah. the creation. Before there's anything created. The earth was without yeah, form and planet. void. Oh, right. And they had no light. That's right. It's almost like, you know, and all the birds had fled Empty. and everything else. You know, yeah. it was back to that emptiness. The emptiness. world will be desolate. Desolate. That's you know, right. that's, that's what right. it's telling us during the millennium. It will not be a place of peace or prosperity. Yeah. The earth will be empty. That's right. And Isaiah 24, 1 tells me that. And Jesus said it would be destroyed just like Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. And that was in Luke. That's right. Far from being a place of glory, the earth will be like it was prior to creation without form and void. And planet earth becomes a wasteland. That's right. One more question and we'll we'll take a break. Uh, What happens to Satan during the thousand years? Oh, you want a bit of good news? Yes. Right. Let's read it. (laughs) Revelation 20, 1 to 3 says, Mm. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit. Yes. That's interesting. And a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains Mm. for a thousand years. Okay. And it goes on to say the angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. And then afterward he must be released for a little while. What good news is that? Very you know, good indeed. Well, I mean, the sad part, I suppose, in some way, is that Satan is not destroyed at the second coming. Mm. He's chained. He's thrown into a bottomless pit, an abyss, yes, you know, yes, so yes, to speak. Yes. And once again, prophecy used symbolic imagery here. Oh, yes. And let's just have a little look very quickly. Satan in the bottomless pit. Yes. In the original Greek yes. was the word I just used. Oh, well, yes. it was abusos. That's right. And it means a dark wasteland, a state of chaos, a desolate region. It doesn't mean a great giant chasm Mm -hmm. that literally has no bottom in it. The condition of the world during the millennium is the same as it was prior to creation. Mm -hmm. Abusos without firm form and void. Mm -hmm. A bottomless pit. But it also says Satan was bound in a chain. What does that mean, Fabiana? Yeah, no, I I was just thinking, you know, you know, is there like a factory in heaven where they manufacture chains which <laughs> are going to bind up Satan? Oh, what is what no. is happening? But I, but I'm just thinking, if there is nothing left here on earth, and Satan is just left here alone, since you have just explained to us that yes. he'll be bound up here, where there will be no human to tempt, there'll be no birds, there'll be nothing, you'll be desolate. I'm thinking this is going to be a chain of circumstances in that he has no one to tempt. He's miserable. He is, you know. So it's not a literal yeah, chain. It cannot be a literal chain. Mm. Um, once again, simply because in, in Revelation, there's a lot of symbols uh, uh, used there, uh, and we cannot take you know, all the symbols to be literal. So it must be a chain of circumstances. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we use the phrase, my hands are tied. That's, that's right. But literally, are our hands literally tied? No. No, no it's no. the circumstances, right. as, circumstances, as you said. Yeah. 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 Well, Helen, thank you so much for leading us, you know, thus far. We have learned quite a lot of things, and, and you know, we, we have seen how there is a, a thousand years of peace coming, and Jesus is the author 
uh, well, they want to give us that peace. And uh, we will see that, you know, those who have trusted and believed in him, they will be resurrected first to spend those thousand years with him. And, of course, those who are wicked will be dead and will remain in the grave waiting for the end of that thousand years. Uh, so, so, you know, and, and this, the Bible calls it the second resurrection, and that will be the resurrection of the wicked. But we have just heard the good news that Satan will be bound. Now, of course, uh, we, we have just a little bit more to, 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 um, to study here, uh, such as what's going to be happening you know, in heaven during that thousand years. But dear listen, pl- listen up, please uh, uh, take a short break with us as we listen to uh, Reggie Smith. I have fixed my mind on another time. I have fixed my mind on another time, on another time. And here I mean to stand until God gives me
Listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru. Our co-host today is Helen Gray. Our big question for today of which we are studying is, can we have a thousand years of peace? We have gone from what, what, who gives us peace, and that is Jesus Christ, according to Isaiah 9 uh, verse 6. And we have seen how when Jesus returns, uh, the, the, the righteous dead will rise first, and that is known as the first resurrection. And they will be uh, caught up uh, uh, in the air with the, with the uh, righteous living to meet the Lord in the air, and there will be a thousand years ushered in. But then after that, after the thousand years, there will be a second resurrection of the wicked uh, who... Uh, um, will be resurrected uh, to a judgment as we are going to study. So that's where we have left it off. And, uh, and also, we had just, uh, uh, Helen had just walked us through the, uh, what's going to happen to Satan during the thousand years in that he's, go- he's going to be bound by chains of circumstances on a, do- on a desolate earth. But uh, let us once again continue with this study and what a beautiful song that was I have fixed my mind on another time by Reggie it's such a beautiful song once again which reminds us of the time which is ahead the thousand years of peace Helen once again I've got a few more questions <coughs> what would the righteous do in heaven during these 1000 years well I guess somebody might say they'll sit on a cloud and play a harp <laughs> right. but no I don't believe that's okay. true at all no not you know, at all they won't reign on earth we know that they'll be in heaven with Jesus yeah, and during right. that time we will get to know Jesus even more and that's I think right. that's that's the beauty of it isn't it definitely yeah definitely. but we'll also be involved in a judgment the judgment of the wicked mm. now it's interesting that 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter 6 um, verses 2 and 3 I think it is yes. talk about us even judging angels. That's right, that's right. And and we were made a little lower than the angels. Yes. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, God will open up the record books of heaven and show his people the lives of the wicked and the choices that they made. That's now right. let me just explain a little bit. If you go into court today yes. and there has been nothing for the defense or or prosecutor or anything has been put forward. That's right. But the man stands up and the judge just says, guilty. Mm. You know, you're going to have 10 years in prison. And the next one comes and nothing's said on his behalf or anything. And he says, not guilty, go away. Wouldn't you start to think the people would say, how does he come to his Oh, I, I, I'll have many questions. Yeah, many questions. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, during that time, mm-hmm. our many questions will be answered. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, you know... What if a serial murder in heaven and yet maybe your pastor or even your mother are not there? We will see evidence okay. at that time demonstrating just how much God tried to save That's every right. person. Right. Everyone will be satisfied that God is true and right judge. In actual fact, God is on trial mm. when you think about it. And when I read in Revelation 20 verse 4, it says, I saw thrones and people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. Wow. 
and sure. you know it was committed them to them to judge mm-hmm. We don't change the decision. What we're no. doing is judging whether God made a fair. All and right. Because it was Satan that accused God in the first place that uh, he uh, wasn't fair. So, sorry to interrupt, he- mm. Helen. You know, it makes perfect sense because here, here's the thing. Jesus is coming to take his own. Yes. Now, a decision must be made before that. So some type of an investigation, yes. judgment must take place before these righteous are taken to heaven. And and I'm thinking, you know, there will be some surprises in heaven. Yes. One, you'll be surprised that you're there. Or that I'm there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and not only that, other people, you know. I know uh, what you're saying. Yeah, and others will be surprised that, yes. hey, that serial matter is here. Yes. But Pastor so-and-so is not here, you know. Well, but my, my praise that all ministers will make it to heaven. Everyone, you know, who accept and are faithful, you know. Yeah, but 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 I can understand that you know it makes perfect sense that God, um, well, and and he 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 doesn't have to him being the God uh, of this universe, the King, and the, you know he doesn't have to involve us in this, but but he gives us this opportunity to review the books, isn't it? Yeah, mm, it yeah. will ensure that we understand his nature, mm. that his nature is love and That's justice. Right. That's right. Wonderful. Yeah, okay, that's, that's quite interesting. So what happens to the wicked uh, at the end of the thousand years then? All right, Revelation 20 again, mm-hmm. verse 5 says, yes. This is the first resurrection, but the rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Right. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty clear, isn't it? Oh, it, it? is, At yeah. the end of the thousand years, that's right. the end of a sandwich <laughs> or a bookend. <laughs> that's okay. right. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that... All the wicked from the whole history of planet Earth will be raised from their graves. Yes. The, the, that event actually will result in the devil being released from his prison, mm. which is interesting too. Yeah, no, it's released because he now has something to do again. Yes. He has billions of people to work his deceptive mischief on, mm. and he can now taunt and tempt people all over again. That's right. You can almost see him smiling with a hiss. You know? mm, that evil <laughs> smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to be a shock to a lot of people to come up in that resurrection. That's Right. That's, I oh pray man. that we are not in that one. Ooh, I just had a flash of a thought right there. It's, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. Oh. Well, um, uh, there's going to be another thing as well. That scripture says that, that it's going to come down from heaven at the end of the thousand years. And, and I think we read about that in Revelation 21, verse 2. And verse ten, well, the New Jerusalem, share. isn't it? Yes, please mm, do if share. If I may, mm-hmm. I've got. I'm still. Well, I've got Revelation twenty open yes. still. So let me look at Revelation twenty one. That's right. Verses um, two. Yes, and verse ten, please. And verse ten. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it says, "And I saw the holy city, the New yes. Jerusalem, yes. coming down from." God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband Mm. and verse 10 says so he took me in the spirit to a great high mountain and he showed me the holy city Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God Mm. what a sight yeah can you can you even picture that sight well I I can only imagine what this new Jerusalem is going to look like because you know today um, we read a lot about Jerusalem in the Bible and if you've never been to Jerusalem you think of it as a Magnificent city, but imagine, I'm, I'm just thinking, one now that is designed, whose builder and maker is God, is coming down, and I can only imagine what 
yeah, what it's going to look like. It's going to be spectacular. Well, yeah. when you consider, you know, Jerusalem as you know it, yeah. but then you think of, of this city coming, it's going to be a golden city. Okay. And it will land on Mount of Olives, Zechariah 14.4 tells me. Wow. And, you know, cool. a golden city. Hello. Yeah, yeah I've never you know, seen Can that. you imagine the light sparkling off of exactly. that one? Exactly. It's going to be dazzling, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be quite, yeah, and, quite a sight. And that really will be the time for Jesus to rule. And I, hear, and I hear this city would have about, 12 gates and oh, yeah and, yes. and, and interestingly majestic yeah majestic. majestic that's right that's right, right. as a bride adorned for her husband yes. you know if a woman ever looks the prettiest it's the day of a wedding oh definitely yeah and um, you know yeah. adorned for her husband and yeah. and that's what yeah. the holy city yeah. will be like that's it's right our finite man our finite mind can't quite grasp all that That's and right. it's going to be made of a variety of precious stones mm-hmm. read revelation 21 okay. it will blow your mind that's right yeah. that's right wow city like we've never hit, seen before now 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 another thing too uh, that, that I must say is that this city is a let me put it this way it is not the old jerusalem no so the whole idea that the thousand years is going to be in Jerusalem or Jesus is coming down to Jerusalem is definitely foreign from Scripture. Wonderful. Okay, so what will Satan, uh, what will Satan influence the wicked to do uh, when they are raised from the dead? Okay, I'm back on Revelation 20. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me read from 7 and 8. Yes. It's really talking about a defeat of Satan, but okay. let's talk about it. It says, yeah. when the thousand years come to an end, Satan will be led out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations called Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. In every corner of the earth, he will gather them together for battle, a mighty armor uh, sorry, a mighty army as numberless as sand mm. along the seashore. Wow. Now, the first thing that some people might say, well, who is Gog and Magog? Mm. What's, yeah, what's that's that right. got to do? Mm-hmm. Well, they actually symbolize forces of evil mm. that will band together to battle God. You know, if you wow. think um, back to Noah's son, Japheth, I think it was, yes. he had a son named Magog oh, okay. in Genesis. Interesting. And mm-hmm. Ezekiel presents God as a leader of forces against Israel in Ezekiel. So, you know, mm. they're, they're banding together the evil forces. All right. You know, even after a thousand years, the devil still hasn't changed. That's right. Well, that reveals his character. Yeah. That's right. One of the saddest statements in the Bible describes the wicked as the sands of the sea. Yeah, that is sad, actually, if you yeah. think about it, because, yeah, that'd be quite a lot. Yeah, billions. Mm. What happens to the wicked when they, they attempt to attack the city then? What's okay. going to happen? It's like a last-ditch stand, isn't it? Yes. And verse 9 goes on to say, uh-huh. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city, but fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yep. You've got the but devil I, attacking the but city. Then, but then at the yeah. same time, I think, hey, this is justice being served. Um, it is justice being served. You know, as sad as it is, yeah, well, the wicked have been judged according to their works, right. and but not just their works. Some some people, well, yes, it is their works. Sorry, let me rephrase that. We're not judged according to the light that we've been given. We're going, judged according to what we do with that light. That's right. And if That's God right. has convicted you on something, and and you follow that. And then he convicts you on something else and you get closer to him. Fine. But if God convicts you of something and then you turn your back, mm. that's the difference. That's right. That's, that's the difference. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the destruction of the evil is an act of justice, not cruelty. This event is just as heartbreaking to God as seeing the death of his own son on Calvary. So, 
I believe that, um, yeah, God has given us this opportunity, therefore, to make a decision as well, uh, to accept eternal life, to accept his free gift uh, of salvation. But you know also he, ca- he cannot afford to let sinners mm. into the new earth That's right. because they would perpetuate sin, suffering and misery. We don't want that. We no, want not his at all. peace. That's right. So Helen, what will God do to this earth once sin has been eradicated? <coughs> Excuse me. That's well, right. here's another one. If we go on to Revelation 21, yes. and he's talking about making all things new. Yeah, okay. And verse 1 says, Then I saw a new heaven mm-hmm. and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. Wow. The sea was also gone. But it goes on in verse 4 to say, I love this. I just love this verse. It says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Wow. I, every yeah. time I think of a, he will wipe every tear from their eyes, I think of Johnny Erickson Tata, okay. and I was privileged to meet her. And I remember her saying, isn't it interesting? I cannot wipe the tears from my eyes now, but when he comes, I'll be able to, but he's going to do it instead. Wow, yeah. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> yes. So what would it be like uh, living in the new earth? Well, there again, it's going to be hard to imagine, isn't it? That's right. Well, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard, I guess. Yes. What the things? I think, think, remembering correctly, I think back in Psalms, Uh and I'm just turning to it now, Psalms 16, um, verses, let me just have a quick look. Don't want to misquote here. 16 verses 10 and 11. Um. It says he here, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your holy one to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Wow. Can you, you imagine go. that? Yeah. And look, let me tell you, you're not going to be sitting on a cloud playing a harp. As no. much as I love harps <laughs> and I'd love to learn, okay. no one is going to be bored in the new earth. Mm. There will be pleasures forever. Wow. A place where we can create and build whatever we like. I mean, Isaiah 65 points that out. That's right. Jesus will be living with us so we can spend quality time with him. Oh, how wow. we long for that now, don't oh, we? Oh, definitely. Yeah, and the Bible tells us that in Revelation 21. Mm. We'll have perfect health and never get tired. Hallelujah. Oh, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Isaiah 40, 31. Yeah. The yeah. new earth, my friend, will be a paradise for animal life. Lovers. I have right. a friend who loves all animals, and she said the other day, do you think my cat will be in heaven? Mm. And I said, darling, that's a very interesting question. And I said, but whether your cat's there or not, God's going to have something wonderful for you. Amen. And she loves lions. So, you know, we're told that lions and lambs and bears and cows all playing together and being led by young children. Wow. Well, what I want to go up and hug a lion. Right. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. But God will especially design the new earth for us to enjoy and spend each moment getting to know him better. Ah, that's beautiful. That is just great. Yeah. Well, to our dear listener once again, thank you for joining us. Now, we have... Study quite an amazing topic today, such a beautiful topic of the thousand years of peace in heaven. But once again, the current climate around the world is very uh, sad and gloomy. But once again, we have just discovered through this study that there is a Savior. There is also a time which God is preparing for all of us, the thousand of years and of course eternity. But today uh, we, we do have a free offer. It's a little book, a uh, wonderful book, uh, uh, 
called Live More Happy by Dr. Darren Morton, uh, who is a fellow of the Australasian Society of Lifestyle Medicine, director of the Lifestyle and Health Research Center at Avondale University College. Now, if you would love to get this free book for free, just call or text 0401-305-077. I repeat, 0401-305-077. And if you live in South Australia, we can actually uh, uh, post this little book uh, to you for free. I'm just going to quickly share a story, Helen. Just before you do, yes. mm-hmm. can I jump in? Yes, please. Just, I'd start like to summarize and say there are yes. three points yes. it would mm-hmm. be, would pay us to remember. Mm-hmm. One is that there is two resurrections. Yes. The resurrections of life. Yes. At the first bookend, yes. and the resurrection of condemnation at, right. the end. at the end. There will be a thousand years between the two resurrections, That's right. and That's the saved right. will be with Jesus in heaven during the thousand years. Yeah. And the question that I would like to ask is, mm-hmm. where will you be during the thousand years? When God has made everything new, would you like to be in the new holy city of God and live with Jesus throughout eternity, listener? Mm. What would be your answer to that? What would you Good say? Question. Well, I want to be there. Oh, amen. Amen. Please share the story yeah. with us. It's a story by, of a young man, Neil, uh, who was a young German man who decided to stop going to church and, and start experimenting with alcohol, girls and parties and, you know, you name it. Each time Neil came home late at night, his mother was waiting to berate him for his actions. Now, while a family friend was staying in the home, the mother asked the friend to talk to her son. When the family friend asked Neil what he believed God, God uh, uh, thought of him when he did the wrong thing, he was very blunt. He hates me. The visiting friend knew immediately that he had discovered a key issue in the heart of Neil. It is possible that today, my friend, as you're listening, that maybe just like you, um, think of God in that way as well. In that uh, maybe God is looking down at you and waiting for you to make the next wrong action. Uh, And you probably think that God hates you. You probably don't understand everything that is going on around and you're just blaming God. However, God says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. Neil had been tricked by the devil into thinking that God loved him when he was doing good. And that he hated him when he was bad. But that is not the God we serve. The God we serve says in First John 4.10 that he loved us first. Not that we loved him, but he loved us first. That is the God we serve. And that is the God who is preparing a, an eternal home for you. And I would like to also once again appeal to our friends, just like our friend Helen just did, uh, Jesus came down on earth to show us his love. And Jesus was willing to put his life down for his friends, which is you and me. That is the kind of God of whom we, of, of whom we love. Now, would you, my friend, as you're listening, want to serve a God like that? Would you want to live for eternity with a God like that. And in fact, that is the kind of God we serve. He's a, a God of love. And Helen has shared with us that he is the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I would like to invite our dear listener to 
pray and ask God to actually come in their heart and to accept Him and to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Thank you for listening. Let us have a short word of prayer and, uh, and then we'll have our closing song. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we have studied about the thousand years of peace. We want to be there when Jesus returns and we want to return with him. We want to be there during the thousands of years. We want to be in your presence, the Father of us all, the maker of us all, the creator and the sustainer of our life, the Prince of Peace. Ah, oh, As I think of who you are, dear Lord, I just want to serve you and to worship you more and more. And Lord, we look forward to that time and I pray that you would speak to our dear listener, speak to me, speak to Helen, and bid us come once again. And Lord, I pray that our dear listener would also make a decision to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have seen that this world has nothing to offer, especially with the current climate. We can see that human beings cannot do anything within their own power. We look to you, dear Lord, and we ask that you would help us all together to accept you today. So when Jesus will return, we'll be, to, we'll be able to meet together and meet him in the air. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.